Good morning. We're holding now just to the top of Chafzayin on the base. Um, we discussed yesterday, based, based on the story <coughs> with, uh, with Rav and Rav Yirmi uh, Abarabo, that uh, Rav Yirmi Abarabo was standing behind Rav whilst he was davening. And we learned three alochas from that. Number one, that a person, because um, he was davening, Rav was davening um, on Erev Shabbos, he was davening Friday night, davening whilst it was still daytime, so that we learned from there that you could daven during the daylight, like Rav Yehuda. We also learned that, because when Rav finished, he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't pass in front of Rabbi uh, Yirmiya Barabo. So we learned from that the idea that a person can't pass within the four, at least in front of the person, within four hours of somebody who's davening. We saw we had the Machloik step about whether that means directly in front or anywhere in front, even off to the sides, diagonals in other words. But down the, at the actual side, we said, Medina the Shulchan Aruch is Muta, Al Pizayar, um, not at all. You shouldn't go within the Daladamis at all. And then we um, began this, this uh, the Gemara asked that how could Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba stand behind Rav? Surely a Talmud shouldn't be, <coughs> shouldn't be davening behind his Rav. And that's where we're holding now. We're in the middle of um, that. If we just take a look where the, where the Gemara begins on Chafzayin and Madalaf again, let's just go from there. Where it says at the bottom of Chasayin on Medalef, the last line of Rabbi Yirmiya, Hechi Ovid Hachi. Hechi Ovid Hachi. How could he do this? For Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Rav, surely Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Lo'olam Ali's Padel Odom, a person should never daven, top of Chasayin on Medalef, like a neged rabbi, not in line with his rabbi, not parallel to his rabbi, as Rashi says, because that looks like you are, or as if to say we're equals, therefore he shouldn't daven um, parallel to his rabbi. And also not behind his Rebbe. Rashi said the reason why not behind his Rebbe is because that also is a show of pride, a show of URO, and therefore you shouldn't daven behind his Rebbe. Tosu said the reason we saw yesterday was because, some say the reason is because if you daven behind your Rebbe, when you bow down, it looks like you're bowing down to your Rebbe. That was the, the reason Tosus gave. And the, <coughs> the Rabbini Yona gave a third reason. <coughs> and that was because if he doesn't behind his Rebbe, what happens if his Rebbe finishes his, his Amidah first, his Shemana Esrei first? He won't be able to take his three steps back. <coughs> so we've got these, these three reasons. And we said the Nafgamina between the, let's say the first two reasons and the last reason is, if he were to, um, if he were to stand outside of the, no, sorry, that, that, that wouldn't, well, if it's outside of the Daladamas, but it's still not enough space to allow the Rebbe to go back, that would obviously be one, one possible nafkamina. Because if the reason is because of the first two reasons, merci ki you are, or, or because it looks like he's banging down to his Rebbe, but if you're outside of the Daladamas, you're not in the same, it's not considered to be in the same domain, as we saw from the Gemara earlier with passing in France, four Amis is considered to be a separate domain. So you would be able to stand behind him. Whereas if the reason is like the Rabbi Niyona, that, that it's um, because you're going to stop the Rebbe taking three steps back, then you'll need more than four armors, you need four armors plus the extra three steps. But the other nafkamina we said was in a case where if it's uh, you're davening with tibur, you're davening with tibur together with the tibur and the shul, so if it's because of merci QRO, so it doesn't like, look, look like QRO, it doesn't look like I'm, I'm proud Gaivadik because that's just the way the shul's set up. If the reason is because of Nirakamishtachavadarab, the same thing, that just happens to be my place. But if it's because you're going to cause your ever pain, 
because he's going to have to wait, then even the Tibur, you should make sure you don't stand behind your, behind your Rebbe. And the Maizu, we said, it's Roy Lachmeh, a person should try to be Machmeh, the Minach is the Hokel, but still the bottom line, the Be'alocho, says the Maizu, a person should try to be Machmeh, and not stand behind, uh, if he can avoid it, and the Nafkamin, as he said, is Lav Dafke, his Rebbe, um, even a, a father would, would, would be the same thing. So if a person can avoid it, try not to stand behind. Carries on the Gemara, but Tanya said to we've learned in a Brisa, the Rebbe Yezah says, Hamispalalachiri Rabbi. There's somebody who davens behind his Rebbe with the top of Chafzayin on the base. Hamispalalachiri Rabbi. Somebody who davens behind his Rebbe. Vanoisin Shalim le Rabbi. Somebody who greets his Rebbe. Vanoisin Shalim le Rabbi. Somebody who returns greetings to his Rebbe. Vanoisin Shalim le Rabbi. And somebody who, um, who basically argues with something his Rebbe said. He challenges his position. And somebody who says, we'll go through these cases in a second one by one, but he says something which he did not hear from his Rebbe. Anyone who does these things causes the Shechina to depart from Kedad Yisrael. So we've got here, once again, somebody who doesn't bind his Rebbe. As we said, for the various reasons, you can't doesn't bind your Rebbe. Now, just one last point I should have mentioned is to daven in front of your Rebbe is the worst of the lot. Because if you daven in front of your Rebbe, then you've got your back to him. And that's worse than, than, than the whole lot. Again, outside of the Daladamas will be Muta. But within the Daladamas, I mean, most, most learn outside of the Daladamas will be Muta. I think the base Yesu is Machmin, but the Akhrenim will say it's Muta. But again, within the Daladamas, in front of your Rebbe is definitely no good. That's even, I think, they, I think he says even Batibur. I think. I can't, I can't remember, but I think they say possibly even Batsibur. Because at the end of the day, to stand your back to your Rebbe within his Daladamas is definitely no, no good. But our component, that's one thing we have. The next thing we have is somebody who greets his Rebbe or somebody who, who returns greetings to his Rebbe. So Rashi says, what's the reason for that? What are we talking about here? So Rashi says, Shalom Rabbi. Second line down. Kish'a He greets his Rebbe like he was greeting anyone else. He says, Shalom Alecho. That's what he says, Shalom Aleichem. Velom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem Rebbe. And he doesn't say to him, Shalom Aleichem Rebbe, with a, an appropriate accolade, appropriate title there. He says, Shalom Aleichem, like, like, like he greets his friend. Or when he's returning greetings, the, the, the same idea. And that's the way the, the, the Ramam Paskins, the Ramam and his Paskins, the, the Mechabe Paskins, the Paskins of Shulchan Aruch, is that when you greet your Rebbe, it has to be done the Emo, the Yira, you have to, or the Kovid, you have to bow a little bit and you say Shalom Aleichem Rebbe. If you're returning greetings, what do you say? You say Shalom Aleichem Rebbe Umayri. A person has to know when you're returning greetings, apparently you always add on a little bit. You have to greet your Rebbe appropriately. That's the way the Ramam learns, the Rashi learns, and his Paskin and Shulchan Aruch. Just as, as an aside, the Orch HaShulchan speaks about, he says that you'll notice that in times gone by, you can see from the Gemara, they used to speak in second person directly to their Rebbe. Shalom Aleichem. Peace upon you. Correct? He says, nowadays, says the, uh, says the Orach HaShulchan, even to people who are not your Rebbe, but definitely to your Rebbe, you speak Beloshan Rabbin. Shalom Aleichem. Right? That's the way you speak to somebody who's recovered, you speak to them Beloshan Rabbin. That's why you said to speak the Havdil, but in Ivrit, they also, they, when you speak to somebody, they, 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 if you want to sort of honor them, you speak to them in the plural. 
That's a, <coughs> it's a sign of honor. Something he doesn't mention is, I, I'm sure you may, you may well be aware, that when you're speaking to, uh, a lot of people are speaking to Rosh Hashiva, something like that, you speak in third person. But nice, you do find that occasionally in the Gemara, it says, like, me bo- we're going to see it in a second, like, me bodil mar. Did sir do such and such? So it, that also is a sign of respect. To speak in third person. But one thing he does say is, what about when you're speaking to, let's say, a father, a brother, a mother, these... He says, as well, Kolshkin, you should speak. He says, anyone who speaks in, in like, in, in plural there, or third person, I suppose, he says, He's a strange guy. Even though, logically, you'd say, it's the covet. He says, no one does such a thing, and you just look strange if you do that. This is the Menag Hamokam, this is the one, the Menag Mkhal Yisrael, is that you have to speak with a, with a certain respect towards one's Rebbe, and obviously you have to speak with, with, respect, with respect towards uh, one's, one's parents, but that's not the way it's uh, done. You start addressing them in, in, uh, in third person or in the plural, that, that's, that's not the, the, the done. That's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <coughs> so, so the the um, that's the the pshat that that, uh, that uh, Rashi gives. However, the the Rabbeinu Yoyna, the Rabbeinu Yoyna says that pshat is that it's forbidden for a person to greet his rabbi to initiate greetings. If you look very closely, because surely we got here our Machzor Shalom the Rabbi as well. So if you look at the riff, you'll see the riff doesn't have the words Vahamachzeh Shalom L'Rabba. It seems not all Rishonim had that girsa Vahamachzeh Shalom L'Rabba. And the Rabbi Yonah, it seems his girsa was just Vahamachzeh Shalom L'Rabba. Somebody who initiates greetings says, Rabbi, that's seen as a sign of chutzpah. You wait for the, for the teacher to initiate the greetings and then you return the greetings. You don't initiate greetings. That's the way he learns it. And the Ramah brings this as a Yeshayimim. However, they, they ask on it and they say, uh, on the contrary, we've got certain certain rias from, from uh, <coughs> certain rias that a person does greet his uh, his rebbe. The there is there is a Yerushalmi which seems to, seems to support the rabbi Yona. and in fact the Rosh says it's a machlokes in Yerushalmi whether you can initiate greetings. The Maisa, what they say is, they say even the Yerushalmi, even the Yerushalmi, as I think it's the, the Ponimeira says. The Yerushalmi is talking about if you hide yourself from your Rebbe. You see your Rebbe coming, so you hide yourself so you don't have to greet him. Because to have to greet him is, is uh, that you're allowed to do, and that perhaps a person should do. But he says, if you pass by your Rebbe, you're passing him in the street, and you ignore him, he says, that's a, that's a Gavaldiga chutzpah. You don't wait for him to greet you. And that seems to be the, the, way, the way it's taken on, is even if you want to follow this idea of the Rabbi Nuyayna, not to initiate greetings, that means that just avoid, the, avoid, don't let him see you. But definitely not to pass by him and ignore him. That, that is not a, he also writes something to the, to the Russian that it's, it's a, what's, what's, what's his, I can't remember the, the exact Russian, he says it's, it's, it's also, you don't do that sort of thing. These are the, these are the two Peshatim. If we take a look at Tosis, just, just have a look at how, how, how Tosis learns it. Once again, it's a very, very difficult Tosis. But I know in this Tosis is not mentioned in the at all because it's a very difficult Tosis to know exactly what Tosis is saying. Pirush. And what I'm going to go with, because again, I think the Marashah makes, to me, makes more sense than, the, let's say, the Tzlach has got, the Tzlach has got a whole shot here. 
But I think, like like the 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 Marashal goes like this: Pirush, Kishar Adam. Somebody who greets his friend, Kishar Adam. Sounds like. Sorry, his, 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 sorry, he greets his Rebbe like he greets his friend, or somebody else. What does that sound like? Rashi or the Rabbi Yonah? Sounds like Rashi, but wait, it's not, it's not Rashi, according to the Marashadis. Because Kapirish Kishar Bnei Adam, She'eno Omer, that he doesn't say Shalom Alech or Rebbe. V'hainu Omrinon K'day She'elah Stamid Rab. When it says K'day She'elah Stamid Rab, whenever you find this idea, you've got it means this. At the moment, we don't know what is, what's this. Because then he continues on. Tosus says, Inami That's talking about In other words, initiating the greetings. And we're talking about a Talmud Chover, a Talmud who is an equal to his Rebbe though. The Shori, then it's permitted. With all the things we're going to see soon. What's, what's going on here? The fact that Tosa says, inami That implies that in the first shot, you're not allowed to initiate greetings. That's only the inami. So the way the Maharashal explains it is like this. He's got the gifts of the Gemara. It's actually a cross between the Rabbeinu Yonah and Rashi. And it goes like this. Hanosin Shalom Rabba. Anyone who greets his Rabba, like the Rabbeinu Yonah, you cannot greet your Rabba at all. Vahamachse Shalom Rabba. Somebody returns greetings, what's that to what? You can't return greetings. Says Tosfos Pirish Kishav and When returning greetings, you're not allowed to return the greetings that you'd greet somebody else. Although he says Shaina Omar Alecho, he doesn't say Shalom Alecho Rebbe. We would have thought it's to say Shalom Alecho Rebbe Umori. But that, that's also his Shalom Alecho Rebbe, Shalom Alecho Rebbe Umori, or Shalom Alecho Rebbe. He says, and that's Peshat, wherever you see Kadesh Elas Talmud Lorav, it doesn't mean greeting the Rebbe, because that you're not allowed to do at all. What does Kadesh Elas Talmud Lorav mean? It means responding, returning greetings. And that's the way the, the, the Rabbi Yonah has to learn as well. You're not allowed to greet your Rebbe. It means returning greetings. But there's a way to return greetings to one's Rebbe. And that means you've got to speak with, with respect. So you can see that the, the, the Tosus, according to this Marashah, is learning a cross between the two. You're not allowed to greet your Rebbe at all. That's That's like the Rabbi Yonah. But then he's also got the Geras of Rabbi. What do we make of that? That means if you return greetings, which you're allowed to do, but you do it inappropriately. And that's what the Gemara means else. Whenever it refers to Kadesha Elastam and Arab, it means returning greetings. It's got to be done properly. Then says Tosis, Inami or Hahula Khatzkhilokoma. That which we talk about Kadesha Elastam and Arab is Taka talking about greeting your Rebbe. Greeting your Rebbe, you're not allowed to greet your Rebbe. It says Vanish Shalom Rabbi. The answer is it's talking about Talmud Khabar. Some do the Talmud, but an equal, as we're going to see in a second in the Gemara, he's the Talmud on the one hand, but he's an equal. He's a contemporary of his Rebbe. Then he's allowed to greet his Rebbe. He's allowed to greet him, um, even initiate greetings. <laughs> so that, that, the truth is that is that is basically the, the, the problem which, as I said, the the Akronim, the, the Ponim Iris raises. 
But the way the Rabbein Yonah seems to take on is you don't, you don't initiate greetings to a rabbi. You wait to be spoken to. As said, the halacha, we don't, we don't seem to take on mamash adkdekaf. On the contrary, if you pass by him and you ignore him, that's considered to be a, a, to be a chutzpah. But uh, therefore, it seems that, as I said, that, that's the way the Maharashtra explains it. It's not perfect either. But uh, as, as we mentioned yesterday, a lot of these toasters are a little, what they call, magumgum. But that's the, the basic idea. Toasters, according to the Maharashtra, learns a cross between Rashi and the Rabbi Niyona. On the one hand, he learns, Vanusin Shalom and Rabbi, you're not allowed to greet your Rebbe at all. Vamachin Shalom and Rabbi, how does he learn that? That's like, that's like Rashi. And then the Kudi goes like Rashi. Rashi seems to learn you can greet your Rebbe as long as you greet him properly. That's the way the Ramam learns. But the way Tosus seems to be learning is you can't greet your Rebbe. And when it comes to returning greetings, it has to be done appropriately. The only question is what's this Kadesh Elas Tamil Lorab? According to the first Pashat in Tosus, it means returning greetings because you can't greet your Rebbe. And according to the second Pashat, Kadesh Elas Tamil Lorab is talking about Tamil Chove. A Tamil Chove, Taka can initiate greetings to his Rebbe. But a normal Tamil cannot. That's the way. That's the way the, the Maharashat learns, learns this. Um, then we had Hachedek Ali Shivasa Shalabah, that's really a, a, more, more a sukkah in, in Sanhedrin, about arguing with, with uh, challenging the position of, of his Rebbe, that's also what one can't do. And then finally, So the Rosh says that means, as you probably simply read it, it means you say over something from your Rebbe, which you never heard from him. See, people do this sometimes because they want to gain a bit of uh, backing. They want to make it sound better. So you say, yeah, yeah, you know what I heard from, from uh, Rabbi Yashiv? They never heard it from Rabbi Yashiv. Beam is my Rebbe, he said the following. He never said anything of the sort. That's what it means. It doesn't mean you can't say anything you didn't hear from your Rebbe. It means you say over something from your Rebbe which you don't... Which you, you say it over in the name of your Rebbe, you never heard it from your Rebbe. That's the way the Rosh explains it. It's a terrible thing. The way the Ramam explains it, and again it's brought out that the Torah learns, is like this. It's, a, it's an interesting cheshpah. Uh, um, it means like this. What you do is you say over something which you didn't hear from your Rebbe and you don't say anyone's name. You see, in times gone by, people assumed, if I just say something, you'd automatically, and I don't say who, who, who the source is, you'd automatically assume that the source is my Rebbe. Must be. Where else would I have got it from? So if this is something which I didn't hear from my Rebbe, I heard it from somebody else, so then I will be guilty of not saying it over in the name of the, the, of the source. Correct? That's the way the, 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 the Rambam, the Torah learns it, is Peshat is that if you say over something which you heard from somebody else, you then have to say who you heard it from. Because otherwise people will automatically assume that I heard it from my Rebbe. Says the Kesemish and the Beis Yosef, so what if I say over something from my Rebbe? Do I have to say I heard it from my Rebbe? What would that imply? And therefore, do I have to attach his name to it or not? <coughs> no. Because everyone knows it's my Rebbe. If I don't attach a name, then you know it's my Rebbe. Yeah? Say again. If I heard something from my Rebbe, so I could just say it over anonymously because everyone will know it's my Rebbe. I'm not guilty of anything. And there are, there are Gemaras which, which, which back, up, back up this idea. The Gemara says, in, I think in a couple of places, that uh, do you think Yeshua, every time he said over something from Moshe, he said, he said he heard this from Moshe? 
Everyone knows it came from Moshe Rabbeinu. Anything Yeshua heard was from Moshe. Yeah? So if you say it was something from your Rebbe, everyone knows where it comes from, you don't have to say where it came from. But if you hear something from somebody else, then on the contrary, if you say it over anonymously, we're not talking about you say it over in your own name. You say it anonymously, you're going to be guilty because people will assume it came from the Rebbe. Says the Shaf, and that's the way it's passed in the Shulchan Aruch, all of this. But says the Shaf, things have changed nowadays. If I tell you over something, you'd assume I heard it from my Rebbe? You wouldn't assume that. I could have seen it in any safer nowadays. On the contrary, if I say over something anonymously, you'll probably assume it's my own. So therefore, it's far worse, says the Shaf. Nowadays, if you hear something from your Rebbe, you've got to say you heard it from your Rebbe. If you hear it from somebody else, you have to say so. Because if you say it over anonymously, people would assume it's your own. And that obviously is stealing. It's what we call wrapping yourself in, in your friend's talus. It's not yours. It's not your Torah. If you hear something from somebody else, but it's your Rebbe, it's from somebody else, you can't say it over anonymously. And culture can, you can't say it over in your own name. Okay? That's the, sort of the, that's the, that, 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 that part of it. The bottom line is basically, make sure people know where you're getting your stuff from. So our component, what we saw in this bride, the one part we've gone through the, the various cases there, <coughs> but we've established quite clearly now that a person cannot double-mind his rebel. For whatever the reason may be, but you can't double-mind your rebel. So what's going on over here? How can Rabbi Yemi Yabba Rabba double-mind Rab? Sorry, yes? I think what it means is basically you publicly disagree with, uh, you know, your rebbe's got a certain thing. You set up, I wouldn't say a, a, um, a like a, a, an alternative school of thinking. No, it's one hundred. As I said, it's, it's more. This sugi is discussed, I think, more in Sanhedrin. It's just brought to the price here. That, that's, that's why that, that one case we're not we're not particularly going into. When it's mutter, when it's also correct. There are certain cases, of course, you're allowed to. That's passing in the Shulchan Aruch as well. Of course, you could challenge your Rebbe. That's the way of the Torah. If your Rebbe is something, you're allowed to challenge it. It, it, right? it, it depends on the the. Uh, but you can't. You can challenge him, but you can't necessarily start setting up an alternative yeshiva and say, "Well, uh, you know, you pass, you, you take this school of thought. I'm taking a different school of thought." Again, there are certain instances when it's also but that's the when it, when it's challenging the Rebbe in that in that sense. It's Gerim Lishkana Shetisadim Israel. So says the Gemara, Shani Rabbi Yirmiyo. Shani Rabbi Yirmiyo Barabba, Rabbi Yirmiyo Barabba, he was different. He was different. How could he dove behind his Rebbe? The answer is, the Talmud Chavah Havah. Because he wasn't just, he wasn't a normal Talmud of Rab. He was also a contemporary of Rab. He was a Chavah. On the one hand, he was a Talmud. On the other hand, he was a Chavah. He was a, so to speak, an equal. Such a person is allowed to dove behind his Rebbe. The Hainuz of Ka'amane, and that, as I said, that, that is the Halacha, as well as brought down that a Talmud Chavah can daven behind his Rebbe he can daven at the side of his Rebbe but he cannot daven in front of his Rebbe as I said davening in front that's far worse you just daven your back even a Talmud Chavah cannot do that but Al-Kaponim he was davening behind so to daven behind is not a problem because he was a Talmud Chavah it's not Merci because he's a Chavah it's not a problem of looking like you're banged down to your Rebbe because I'm a Chavah why would I be, be banged down to my Rebbe and it's causing Tsar Okay, I'm a chobeh. He's no. I mean, obviously you've got to show him a certain respect, but if he can't take his three steps back, he's no different to, any, to anyone else. Says Gemara, how do you know? How do we know he's a Talmud chobeh? 
Because this is what we find in Rabbi Yirmiya Barabi, he said to Rav, he said to him, Mi bodalt, have you separated from Malachah? This was on Erev Shabbos, and he said to him, did you, uh, have you stopped doing work? And Omale Rav said to him, in, yes, bodilna, I have stopped doing work. Veloy Omar, and he did not say to him, Rabbi Yirmiya Barabi never said to him, Mi bodilmar. Has Ma stopped doing work? As I said, that's the, th- the, the third person there. But, and that, that's the way you speak to a Rebbe. You speak to him with, with you have to attach a, a certain, certain title, a certain honorary title, and he didn't do so. Why didn't Rabbi Yemiyabar Abba do so? It must be because he's a Talmud Chaber. So we see from here, Rabbi Yemiyabar Abba was a Talmud Chaber, and if he's a Talmud Chaber, he didn't have to, he didn't have to speak to him in the same way as... Um, as one would speak, sorry, you, you can dive in behind the Reb. Ask the Gemara, Umi Badil, was Rav, did he really uh, stop, stop doing work? But surely, Vahama Rabbi Oven, surely Rabbi Oven once said, Pamachas, he says one time, his father Rabbi shall Shabbos for Erev Shabbos. Rabbi davened that of uh, Shabbos on Erev Shabbos. And then he went into the bathhouse. The Yotza, and then he came out, and he gave us a shit. It wasn't yet dark. So what do you see from this? You see that the fact that he davened doesn't mean he stopped doing work. So again, after this story, I should, perhaps I should have made this clearer, Rabbi Yirmiyah was davening behind Rav. Rav waited for him. Eventually, he took, you know, they, they both finished their davening. Rabbi Yemiyah Barabah, he said to Rav, he said, Mi bottle, have you stopped doing work? He didn't say Mi bottle, ma, because he was a Tamil Chava. He said, have you stopped doing work? So, the, so, the, so Rabbi, uh, Rav said, yes, I have. So the Gemara says, why? Has he? Just because he's davened? Surely we've got this, we, 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 we see, that Rabbi used to, Rabbi Ovin um, says that Rabbi, great Rabbi Yudah Anossi, he would say, it happened once, he once davened on Arab Shabbos, and then he went in to take a bath. And then he came out and he gave us a share. But al you see that the fact that you've davened, you've davened Friday night davening, doesn't mean you've accepted, accepted Shabbos upon yourself. So why would Rav automatically stop doing Malach? So answer the Gemara, Omar Rav answered Rav, Ha'ud Nechnas Lazia. No, of course when Rebbe davened, of course he accepted Shabbos. He couldn't do any Malach. He went into the Beis HaMerechat, he went into the bathhouse. That was just Lazia, to sweat. It was more like a sauna. The Kodem Gezeh and it was before the Gezerah which Chazal made on doing such thing on Shabbos. In other words, originally it was p- perfectly permitted for a person, actually the way it went, he, he could even wash on Shabbos. But they were, what they found was the, the, um, the, uh, the what do you call them, the, the, the workers there, the Balonim, they used to heat up the water on Shabbos. So therefore they said, you know what, you can't, have a, you can't, start wash, you can't wash on Shabbos at all. So then, but you can still go in just to sweat. That, that they still allow people to do. But then they found that people used to go in to take a bath, and they used to say, oh, we're only going in to sweat. So therefore they said, you know what, you can't go in to sweat either. So it came in two stages. And what the Gemara is saying is, the Rebbe went in here just to sweat, and it was the Kodim Gezeira, it was before the Gezeira they made on, on the, uh, on the, the uh, sweating. Yeah? It's interesting because why couldn't we, why couldn't we have said the Rebbe went in to actually shower, to wash himself? And it was before they made the Gezeira on that. 
Why do we have to say it was before the Gezeira on sweating and that's what he went in to do? Yeah, but we're saying it's in the time period. Yeah. So therefore, we're saying this this must have taken place after they made the gazera on on the on the washing. Before they made the gazera on washing, there was absolutely no problem. How do you know we're not talking about that? How do you know which point in history we're talking about? The the answer is just very is very simple. The the answer again, I can't I should be saying over who said this. It's what, what, one of the, the, uh, the it could be the Pnei Yeshua or the Tzalach, I think it's the Tzalach actually. So it's very simple. The Gemara simply knew wh- wh- when, this, when this took place. I think some say that Rebbe, we're talking about possibly when Rebbe lived. I, I think you can see from, it, it, if you take a look in the Gemara and Shabbos, you can see exactly, I think it implies that the Rebbe was around even before they made the first Kazela. But either way, the Gemara knows this is when it took place. It didn't take place in the time when Washing was mutter. That we know. The fact that the Gemara asked originally, it said, "Are you went in to take a shower?" And that's definitely awesome. Meaning we know that this story took place after, after um, they made the gazera on washing. So the Gemara says, "Yeah, but he didn't go in to wash. He went in just to sweat." And that they only made the gazera on later. So Al Kapon in the Gemara is at this point in time is saying the Rebbe once he davened, he accepted Shabbos upon himself. So to Rav, therefore, when he said to Rabbi Yimei I've davened now, and therefore you ask me, but me bothered, have I stopped doing malacha? Yes, no more malacha. Ask the Gemara, any is that really the case? You're still adamant. If you daven, you can't do any malacha. surely Abaye he permitted Rav Dimi bar Levoi lechavruye sale to smoke baskets. They used to smoke baskets with, um, Rashi says, with, with, with uh, gofrits, with uh, sulfur. And that obviously you can't do on Shabbos. And he permitted him on Erev Shabbos after he davened. Um, he permitted him to smoke these baskets. Says the Gemara, hey, wait a second. That was a mistake. In other words, when they davened, they made a mistake. They thought it was already much later. And it's because it was cloudy, they didn't have watches in those days, so they just looked at the skies. It looked very dark out. They assumed it was already Shkia. So therefore they davened. And then obviously, when they finished davening, the clouds dispersed, and there was a beautiful sun there. So there, on that, so um, Abai said to him, in which case, it was a Kabbalah Batos, you were Makabal Shabbos Batos, and you could do Malachah. But Abad, if you if you daven with the intent, I want to daven to to be to daven for Shabbos, and there's no mistake in it. Of course, you've accepted Shabbos, and you can't do malacha afterwards. Ask the Gemara, Umi Hadra, Mi Mi Hadra. If a person accepts Shabbos betos, can you be chayzer? Can you retract on it? V'Omar Avidon, Meshuri Avidon says, Pamachas one time, Niskashru Shamayim Beovim. The the uh, heavens literally were. Sort of tied together with clouds. In other words, it was very, very cloudy. The people thought to say, It's already gone dark. It's already Mitzvah Shabbos. 
They went into the shul, they spotted Hashem Mitzvah Shabbos for Shabbos, and they davened the Marib of Mitzvah Shabbos. And then, when his Pazra of him, the clouds dispersed, the Zorcha Acham, and the sun was shining beautifully there, clear that it was still Shabbos. Uvo Vishu Rebbe, and they came along and they asked Rebbe what to do. For Haman, he said, Ho is Palalu is Palalu. Since they've already davened, they've davened. Leave it, you don't have to daven again. Now, Rashi says, let's, let's take a look at Rashi. What's the point? That's my Tzoy Shabbos. What's that got to do with us? Says Rashi, He didn't require them to daven again once it got dark. Almost we see Tefillahi. That what they've already davened, even though it's davened betos, it's a good Tefillah. The Yavah Bishlehutru Bimlacha. Even though there's absolutely no question, of course they were not permitted to do any Melacha at that point. Still Shabbos. That's only because obviously Rebbe would not allow them to be over on a Deiraisa to start doing Malacha. But when it comes to Tosefes Shabbos on, at the beginning of Shabbos, even though you accept Shabbos Petos, Tosefes It's a Tosefes through the Tosefes. At the end of the day, what did Rebbe say? Rebbe said, I can't, obviously I can't allow you to, allow you to do Malacha. It's still Shabbos. But with regard to things which we do have the power to, to uh, decide one way or the other. Tefillah, Tefillah's Drabonon. I can tell you since you've already davened, you don't have to daven again. So so too by the same token, when it comes to Erev Shabbos, if you accepted Shabbos, it was already Prag HaMincha, you accepted Shabbos, just you're saying it's Petos, I didn't realize it was because it was cloudy. Sorry, just like the Tefillah counts, so do the Tefillah Shabbos counts. You can't retract now. That's what the Gemara thinks. Is that clear? That's what the Gemara thinks. Legabi Melacha, of course we can't tell you, well, you've davened already, it's Mosai Shabbos. Of course we can't say that. But one thing we do see is that Rebbe can say, look, if you've davened, you've davened. There, there's, there's no Issa in, in, in it saying you don't, have, you don't daven again. So fine, you don't have to daven again. If we allow you to say that, then by the same token, we're going to say on Erev Shabbos the same thing. You accept the Shabbos, it's a, it's, a, it's a good Kabbalah. You can't retract now. I was a mistake, so what? Yeah? If you take a look at Tosis, you tell me if you can see the difference between Tosis and Rashi here. Tosis says, That Rebbe said, since you've already davened, you don't have to daven again. So he says, So too here on Arab Shabbos, they will change the guess, it should say, Le'el Lechumra. We should say, with regard to Erev Shabbos, we should also say L'Chumrah. V'amai shorile. And why did they permit him to, to do, why, why did he permit him to do Malacha? Because it was a mistake. We should say L'Chumrah. That sounds like Rashi? Well, Tosa says, the Kuntras perish before Acha. The Rashi explains differently. In which way is that different to Rashi? Sounds like exactly the same as Rashi. What are we saying? That if already on Mitzvah Shabbos we say if you've davened you don't have to daven again, so we should say the same thing. Obviously we can't say the kula. We can't start allowing you to do melacha. But we're even going to allow you a kula. One kula we're going to allow you. you don't have to daven again. Then culture game we should say the chumrah on erev Shabbos. You accept the Shabbos. Sorry, mate. You can't do any melacha now. Sounds like the same as Rashi, no? So again, the Mepharshim speak about it. They, they, they change gear size around in these couple of toasters. But I think here, 
I'm going to, we'll, we'll go with the tzlach, because the tzlach goes beautifully without, the next place especially, everyone changes the gersa, there's no need to change the gersa if you go, if you go with the tzlach. And you read it like this. Um, I tell you what, I, 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 let, let's, let's just finish the answer of the Gemara, I should have already done this, finish the answer, because then we can retrace this all through in, in one go. Our Kaponim we're asking here, you're saying that it was a mistake, that's why he was allowed to do Malacha, because he accepted it betos, not true, once you accept Shabbos betos, you can't do Malacha. Answers the Gemara, Shani Tzibur. The Tzibur is different to the Matrachinonu, we're not going to be Matriach then. In other words, if you're talking about a sibur, the whole sibur is already davened, and it was a toss, so we're not going to make the whole sibur start davening again. That we're not going to require them to do. It's a tircha. It's a special dispensation for the for the tzibur. If it would be a yochid, we'd require the yochid to daven again. So so too by the same token, if you got a yochid on erev shabbos who accepted shabbos, it's not it's not really that we say if you do it with toss. It's, it's, uh, it's considered done. Really, truth be told, if you daven on Moitzai Shabbos, betos, it's not a tefillah. And therefore, by the same token, if you accept Shabbos on Arab Shabbos, betos, it's not a Kabbalah. I, Rebbe, said to them, if you've davened already, well, it's a good tefillah, that was a special dispensation for the tzibur. We're not matriach them to have to daven again. Yeah? But for a yachin, but tell him you have to daven again, the tefillah's no good. Yes, is that, that, that makes sense? Yeah? That's the way Rashi learns it. Back to Tosis again. In which way has Tosis learned differently? So I'll just show you, just, just very briefly, because the, the way Tosis learns it is like this, the way the Slav learns it is like this. Hocha Nami, here also, Neymar Le'el L'Chumra. He says the point is like this. It's not the fact that Rebbe said, you know what, you've already davened, you don't have to daven again. There's a much bigger Chiddush than that. And you know what that is? The Rebbe said, it's Shabbos still, right? You daven on Shabbos. It was the Torah. Not only is your tefillah a good tefillah, but the Atoch and Antonio you said in the tefillah is also good. Meaning, the minute Shabbos goes out, it gets Tesakechavim, you can go do Malacha. You don't have to say Borach HaMavdil, you don't have to make Havdar Alakos, obviously you have to do that anyway, but you could do Malacha without that. That was the Chiddush of Rebbe. A tremendous Kula. That's what he's saying here. Hochanami so too over here, name on the El Khumra. If already Rebbe, not that he counted the Tfilah. That's why he's different to Rashi. Rashi just said the Tfilah counts. Tosus is learning, not only does the Tfilah count, the Atoch and Antonu counts, although you said it whilst there was still Shabbos. So if we're going to allow you to count the Atoch and Antonu, a tremendous Chiddush, even though you said it in the wrong time, then culture came, we're going to allow you, or not allow you, we're going to say that if you accept Shabbos, Betos, it's going to be a good Kabbalah. And on that, the Gemara answers Shani Tibur. Th- these words are impossible if you don't learn like, like the Slav. Everyone has to, they start changing the Gersa. If the Slav says beautifully, Shani Tibur, the Tibur is different. Why? Because even though it hasn't yet come the time for making Havdolah, there's no Issa to do Malacha when Shabbos goes out. Even though Havdolah, Atoch and Antonu was said as a mistake. Again, it's because it's a Tibur. The answer is basically the same though. That's just how, how to read Tosus. The answer to the Gemara, the bottom line is like this, therefore. If a person accepts Shabbos Betos, the Gemara is saying, you accept Shabbos Betos, it's not a Kabbalah. It's not a Kabbalah. 
Yeah? If let's say a Tzibur Davan on Erev Shabbos, the Davan Ma'ar thinking it's, it's Shabbos, and then it turns out to be a Taurus, I think the Rabbeinu Yonah speaks this one out. It's also on Erev Shabbos, the Tzibur will be a good Tzibur. Because again, we're not going to be Matriach for the Tzibur to have to Davan again. Yeah? We're not going to be Matriach for the Tzibur to have to Davan again. But, with regards to doing Malacha, he said they could do Malacha. This din that Rebbe said, once you've davened, you've davened, that's a din in tefillah, and it's a din only and only for the tibur. Because we're not going to be matriarch for the tibur to have to daven again. And therefore, again, if you daven on Erev Shabbos, Patos, if it's a yochid, he has to daven again. He has to daven again, it's not Shabbos, he can, he, um, it's, um, he can do malacha, everything has to be done again. Yeah? But if it's a tibur, the tefillah will be a good tefillah. We're not going to be matriarch and tzavon again, but it's not, again, same thing. It's not Shabbos. And on Mitzvah Shabbos, the same halach. If a yochid davens betos, he davens too early, but because he made a mistake, it's not a tefillah. Because he made a mistake, he didn't really mean to daven. But a tzibur is a tefillah. Now, obviously, as we said, no one is going to be permitted to do malacha in that time. Carries on the Gemara. Let's go a little further. Omer Abichi Rav Soli Shal Shabbos for Erev Shabbos. The Rav Davins, he Davins on Erev Shabbos, he Davins the Ma'ariv of Friday night. As we learned. Like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yeshia Matsi Shal Mitzoy Shabbos for Shabbos. Rabbi Yeshia used to Daven on Mitzoy Shabbos. He used to Daven the Mitzoy Shabbos, take a Daven, he used to Daven it on Shabbos. Whilst it was still Shabbos. Again, like Rabbi Yehuda. So says the Gemara. When you said the Rav Soli Shal Shabbos for Erev Shabbos, the Rav used to Daven the Friday night Daven, he used to Daven it. Whilst it was still daytime on Erev Shabbos, ask the Gemara, Would he make Kiddush, the Friday night Kiddush as well, during the daytime, like we do? Did he wait for night or did he not wait for night? So Toshimah, come and listen. So Omar Rav Nachman, because Rav Nachman said, Omar Shmuel in the name of Shmuel, A person can daven, Friday night davening, he can daven it whilst it's still day. And he can say Kiddush whilst it's still daytime. The way we do it. You can make Kiddush while once you've accepted the Shabbos, you can make Kiddush. Rabbi Yoshio Matsi Shamitsoi Shabbos for Shabbos. We say that Rabbi Yoshio used to daven Mitsoi Shabbos davening. He used to daven it whilst it was still Shabbos. Ask the Gemara. Would he make Havdala over the coast? Would he say that whilst it was still Shabbos? So Toshima, come and listen. Toshima, Rabbi Yoshio Mashmuel. Mispalo Adam Shamitsoi Shabbos for Shabbos. A person can daven mitzvah Shabbos take a davening on Shabbos, like Rabbi Yehuda. The Oimah Avdala Ala Kos. You've heard of such a chiddush. You can you can make Avdala Ala Kos whilst it's still Shabbos. That needs to be clarified. It's only the halach. It's only been came out of chaz. We don't really rely upon that. We'll see that tomorrow, Bezos Hashem. But let's just finish to the two dots. Omer Rabbi Zera says Rabbi Zera. Omer Rabbi Asi. Omer Rabbi Loza. Omer Rabbi Chanina. Omer Rav. Sorry. Yeah. By the side of this pillar, he pointed to a pillar and he said, At the side of this pillar, his pillar, Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Yossi, shall Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. I remember watching the Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Oa. I know the Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Yossi, he davened Erev Sha- on Erev Shabbos whilst it was still daytime. He davened Marev on Friday night by this pillar. So Kiyosa Ullah, when Ullah came along, Omar, he said, You got it all wrong. Everything you said was wrong. Number one, but start tomorrow, it was by a date palm. The story never take, took place next to a pillar. It took place next to a date palm. Number two, 
The person involved in the story davening was not Rabbi Ishmael Rabbi Yesi, Ella Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yesi Hava. It was Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yesi. And the Losha Shabbos Be'er of Shabbos Hava, it wasn't Friday night davening, davening during the daytime, Ella Shem Mitzvah Shabbos Be'er Shabbos Hava. Rather, the story took place, the daven Mariv of Mitzvah Shabbos, he davened it on Shabbos. But other than that, you got the story right. So basically, the, the bottom line, the man of the bottom line is, is right, whether it's a pillar, whether it's a date palm, whether it's Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi, it doesn't matter really who it is. It's the same idea. We pass him, if you want, you can pass him like Rabbi Yehuda, as we learned, yes, we learned a couple of days ago. To Ovad Kamar Ovad, to Ovad Kamar Ovad, if you want, you can do like Rabbi Yehuda, i.e., that from Plaga Mincha, you can daven already Marib. As, and we said, you can make Kiddush on Friday night, the same thing. As for the Abdullah, Mitzvah Shabbos, so far the Gemara said you can even do that on Shabbos, but as Hashem tomorrow, we'll just clarify whether in practice you can do that.